This has been recorded before Tisha B'Av and will be going out on Tisha B'Av. This is another Uplift podcast. So let me introduce you to uh, my father, Harav Yitzchak Rubin, who has a shtibel in Manchester called Eish Kodesh and whose whole life has been dedicated to Rabbanis and giving over Torah Hashkafa to other people. So, Tati, yes. it's on Tisha B'Av and... I always like the way you explain what the beauty of a Besamik dish is, because today's generation is quite hard to envision a Besamik dish. But we, as children, always understood the hope of Mashiach. And I always felt that you made us believe so in so realistically that Mashiach is coming and we have to daven for it. So how could how do we bring that down today to, to the generation today? It's 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 an interesting insight that you're asking about. You were born two generations after the Holocaust. I was taught by Holocaust survivors. I saw these people, I saw the people who 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 struggled who saw their children being murdered, who who were set, set every single day, how are we going to live this day? How are we going to survive? And for them to rebuild their lives gave me an understanding of how special it is. The Beis HaMikdash in its, in its totality was the perfect moment for Judaism, for Eden. The fact that we do not have today the base of Mikdash, says the, the Medrash tells us, Chazal tell us, it's our fault. Every generation has it in their ability to rebuild the base of Mikdash, but we are lacking. What are we lacking? We're lacking the inability, the inner feeling of, of, of what we're missing. We think everything's okay. This is a generation, we have Coca-Cola. If not, I have Pepsi-Cola. We're doing okay, thank you very much. What are you bothering me with this stuff with the Mashiach? That's because they don't understand. The Mashiach and the Beis HaMikdash is going to be, when the Beis HaMikdash is standing, people could come and see actually the, the, the essence of Hashem in this world. The Shechina rests in the base of Mikdash. So how do we get people, so that's what I'm asking, so how do we get people to that level of understanding if we're so far apart from it? I think the first thing is we have to begin to understand that as much, everyone goes through problems. We all have our, 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 our package of woes, and this is what goals is about, and this is about what we're here for is to to be a, bring a tikkun into the world to fix that brokenness within ourselves and within others. What we have to do is realize that Hashem is also mourning the loss of the base of English. When comes the three weeks, comes the tissue buff. When I make a bracha, I have to have it in mind that I'm offering nechama to Hashem. Hashem is weeping. Hashem is broken because we're not in the place where, where we are meant to be. He's also in Golas. And if, and if you think in these terms, if you think of the fact that if I step away 
from the essence of my Judaism, of my Yiddishkeit, I'm hurting God, my father, and I'm bringing him pain. And on the other side of the coin, if I make a bracha and I say to myself, just fleetingly, this is for you, Hashem, thank you. I'm giving nachas to Hashem. So this is how you actualize in your real life what the base of Migdish meant and what it was for. And slowly but surely, it becomes who you are. It won't happen. There's no magic pills. I can't get any antibiotics for this. It's, a, it's something that you have to work on within yourself, gently, with love, because God loves you. Okay, so now, how do we say to, I think, to, let's say we're talking to Shaya, one of our grandchildren, to your great-grandchildren, or to Esti, you know, we have all these children, and they, to them, what are we going to say, uh, Cinderella is going to come, and, uh, uh, how do we show, tell them, you know, how do we explain to them who, I think what? at a certain moment in time, a child is, can no longer be infantiles. You can't talk to children as if this is a Cinderella story. Yes, a, ch a, a young child who only sees these things at that level, I, I'm going to ask that child to rip, rip Korea. That doesn't work. But the child has to be growing, growing up in an environment where Yiddishkeit is part of the real life that they're living. It drives me crazy because I see kids who go to yeshivas, they sit in their place, they tick the box, and they have no idea about their connection with God. How did that happen? Because they're not living in an environment where God sits at the table with them. They sit on a Shabbos afternoon, a Shabbos lunch, and they'll look at the ma magazines, they might talk about some silly things. Where's the Abishter in all this? We have to be living, Yiddishkeit is about living with God in, in their everyday life. So then, when it comes to the concepts of Besamigdish, of, of Golas, well, of course, it's, I know all about that. I'm living in this world. I'm living in the world where I'm in Golas, where my father said that things aren't going the way they should. Look what's going on now. You go to Eretz Israel. We waited. For, so it was, Eretz Israel was going to be so beautiful. They're now rioting in the streets. Just in these days before Tishubov. Because the, the historians, Yosephus was a historian. He was there by the Chobim Beis And he wrote that the Jewish people had enough armament and enough army to repel the Romans. What happened? They were fighting amongst themselves. They couldn't get their act together. This is what we're seeing now. I never, have, I, look, I was born in 1945. We, we, the, we saw this, the, the Shires of they built the Kalyasur, they rebuilt Kalyasur, and now they're marching in the streets, thousands of Jews against everything we, this is, this is, this, this is because we have been living in a Western society in Eretz Israel without thought that we're supposed to live above all this. So you're asking me to throw out a magic potion. You have to start from the beginning. Mommy, daddy, do you believe in God? 
Do you have a feeling of of of, of simcha when you make an Allah mechia? The kids will feed on this. They'll see this. It will be active in their very being. Then you won't have a shaila. How do I think about it? Now that's what I'm trying to show because you talked to when we were brought up, when we sat at a table, we actually felt Hashem in our house. Well, because we, this is where we were from. Your mother, Leishulim, was a daughter of a survivor. Her, she never really, even her father, he was already an old man when she was born. It was, so she, she, she relished life, but she relished uh, the life as a heat. We didn't deny, we lived in South Manchester, we lived, I was in the White House, I spoke to presidents, uh, even here, we've spoken to the royal, to, Prince Charles came in there, but, but, we did it. I remember, I was in, we were once in Miami, and it was the hottest day, it was the middle of August. We went to visit somebody, we were there for a week, Chaiki and I, that was our place, which she loved to go there. I was about to go outside, and I did not have my chaletel on, my coat, my thin jacket. She said, where are you going? I said, we're going for a walk. She said, you're a chassidish yid. How could you go without a record? Right? This is who we were, and you got that from us. And this is where your family knows from. You live this, Yiddishkeit must be lived. I work a lot with Balei Tshuva. I even work with many Gerim. What brings them to Hashem? What brings them to the community? Because they find pockets of Yidin who live Yiddishkeit. The world is so thirsty for this. That's why we haven't had the rebuilding of the base of Mignish. Because it was rebuilt, it was built once, who was destroyed because of sinuschinim and argumentation and hate. Okay, Hashem gifted us. You know what? I forgive you. I see you trying best. We'll build you another one. Guess what? We did it again. Chazal tells us that the second base of Mignish destruction was worse than the first. Because the first, okay, we made a mistake. We'll do better next time. But we didn't do better. So we have to strive to rebuild this sense of the reality of Yiddishkeit. Our, uh, the people in previous generations who were from, they lived it. There was no question. They cried. Mommy used to cry by the uh, benching, crying for her children, that they should be gluten. This is where we come from. We've be, it's all become sterilized. And it's all about which shop I'm going to buy the next hat in and, 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 and where we're going for holidays. And bar mitzvahs today, excuse me, I'm going off piece, but the bar mitzvahs today, you take all the money of all the bar mitzvahs that all the children had for the last 300 generations. It doesn't match one night of the money we spend for a bar mitzvah boy who, who won't even care about it anyway two days later. It's interesting, you know, Tati, it's interesting that you're saying, my husband actually is a cipher, and when somebody will come to him and ask him for Tvelin, it's like, 
oh, that's a lot of money. And then yeah. the year that they spend, yeah. 50, exactly. 60, thousand. How much are spending for the band? Yeah, yeah. But this is where we are. Yeah. So we have to fix that up. Then we'll have a base of Migdish. I could only project what it must be. I know you you mentioned it before. We lost it, mommy. We knew what it means not to want to hear music. We knew what it means not to be able, not to feel comfortable. We walked around with with slippers and the ah, uh, it's the halacha. But in this, because I'm in touch with Yiddishkeit and I'm in touch with God, who I knew Hashem was crying with me when I lost, when I stood out that street and said goodbye to my wife. So it's normative not to want to wear shit. Of course not. Of course I'm sitting on a low chair. I, I lost something. That's why we sit on low chairs on tissue buff. Because we've lost so much. We don't have every single day of the, the reality of God in our lives. I think that's actually what I, I, what I found, that I understood what that loss was yeah. then. And I think that maybe that little Nakuta is we don't feel that every day. We don't. We don't feel that loss. Are we supposed to really feel that particular loss? Let me explain something to you. We all do sins. Yeah. We're human beings. Nah. Right? Kati, I'm perfect. Yeah. Okay, I know you are. Uh, by the way, I'm not. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we all, the question is, with, is there a real regret? Do I stop for a moment and say, Oy, uh-uh. I have to do better. I'm telling you right now, I guarantee you, Hashem forgives you if you do better. Because he loves you, he's your father. How many times did you mess up around things with your parents? God forbid, you know, but that's how it is. But not to even think about it and say, oh, it's okay, Ugh, it's all right. And then wonder why that one doesn't wear your kind of strimal or that one doesn't go and marry uh, into this family. Are we mad? This is the problem. We're drifting away from the Mashiach. The more we need him, the more we drift away. So, I th- so how do we bring that, that real well, yearning? I, I hear we have to, you know, we have to work on it all the time. But how can we start? If we, let's say we feel, okay, we've lost that connection a bit because we have so many generations and we're living in this open world. We're living in a world of plenty. Yeah, so how do we start bringing that yearning back? I'll tell you something. Everyone who's here listening, I don't know who you all are. (laughs) This was not a mistake. You were brought into this world, in this generation, for a purpose. God knew what your Neshama needed. So how, that's the Nisoyan for this generation. Used to be uh, hundreds of years ago, getting up enough water for, to drink was a big Nisoyan. We don't have that problem, we just turned it on. But we don't have God with us because we have the faucet in, in, in the bathroom. So what we have to do, yes, it's a big, big problem. It's a Nisoyan. But that's why you're here. And I guarantee everyone, you can do this. If not, you wouldn't be in this generation. We're all good, good. we've been here before. We're here especially. There is something in this world that only you could do. 
Every neshama has a reason to be here. And this generation specifically, we are a shvach generation. We're weak because we've drifted so far away because of the goals of America and of the Western society. But Hashem knows who we are. The Rishon Rebbe said, by the time the Mashiach is going to come, that that generation will be so weak that it will be to believe in God, to say Kriyashma at night, will be like walking up a perpendicular glass wall. So we have to, this is our tikkun. Yeah, it's tough. It's going to be hard. Go to good people. Speak to your abundant. Listen to chavrusas. Have good friends. It has to feed into you. It's like a, a symbiotic thing that we have with others. You can't do it on your own. Make sure the shul you go to is one that is inviting, one that speaks to your neshama. Don't just go because your friend said that's where we're going. These are little things that make the big difference. Yeah, look, I think, you know, we're coming to the end of this, and I think that a very, very big part is, you know, we're all sitting in our homes and they're fasting and we're trying our best to find a place for ourselves. But I think I think we have to end this on a hope because it's not just all that we're going to, we have to work, we have to, we know that, but we have to also end this on a hope that everything that we are doing is coming, we are going to see the Mashiach and we're not going to just sit there and at the end, this is going to end. There is going to be- We're not going to wallow in the pain. Let me yeah. explain something yeah. to you. I tell children especially because hopefully they're still listening to me. But every time you smile at somebody in the street, you create a malach. Every time you say thank you, or you go to the shopping, Tesco, I don't know where you shop, and the teller, the bored little lady or the man sitting there swiping the car, you say, be blessed. You create a malach. If we just know say, be kind to each other, kind to the, that's what a father wants to see from his children, no? That will, that's the chizik you could bring yourself immediately. No hard work, no deep kabbalah, don't worry about the zayah, we'll get to that another day. Just start showing kindness, smile, say good Shabbos to the guy who no one says good Shabbos to, these are little, little increments that you make you, I know I do this all the time. I get down to speak to little children, good job of strangers. I don't know who they are. I do it and I feel good in myself. That's how we're going to do this. And you will build a citadel of Kedusha, of, of Kiddush Hashem, of Malachim, who were created through your small acts of goodness. And that will bring the Mashiach. Amen, amen. And on that note, there's really, you know, there's so much we can add to this. But I just I, want to say one more thing. My daughter works very hard on this business. <laughs> and I want you to know she's doing it with such a neshama. And I'm proud of all you who are participating with her. And it all stems from the discourse from the Rebbe Tzinayashulim. And uh, it's the first time I've been able to reach out to you. So I would be remiss not to thank my daughter for giving me the nachas that she's giving me. 
and 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 all the children of the family and everybody, all these people who help with the magazine, etc. Be mechazik each other. It's a kiddush Hashem, and I'm so honored and humbled by the work that you are all doing. Okay, thank you very much for joining us, and we'll be back with other things, hopefully in in Yerushalayim by the base of Mikdash. Thank you.